Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, I'm going to teach you nine unique questions that you can leverage at the end of an interview to help you land more job offers. See, every single job interview has a Q&A section at the end of the interview, but 99% of job seekers either skip it or they simply don't ask good questions. They typically ask the same questions that everybody else is asking. That is a huge miss because this Q&A section is one of the few pieces of the interview that you control, and it's your chance to ask great questions that show off your knowledge and differentiate you from everybody else. So here are nine unique questions that you can ask that are going to set you apart from the competition and help you land more more job offers. The first question is, fast forward one year and say you're looking back on this hire. What did they do to exceed every single expectation? I love this question because it shows the interviewer that you're results focused. You want to know exactly what success looks like so that you can create a plan to help make it happen. That is an attitude that interviewers love to see. The second question is, what is the most unexpected thing you've learned while working here? So as I just mentioned, most job seekers show up with the same questions, which means most interviewers have canned responses that they just deliver without thinking, just automatically to those same questions. But interviewers aren't prepared for this question. It throws them for a bit of a loop and it encourages them to share unique experiences that they've had. That combo leads to some really unique stories and insights about both the team and the company that are gonna give you a lot more information than just asking something like, what's a day in your life like at this company? Or what do you love most about this company? This is a unique way to ask it that's gonna tease out some great information. The third question is, why is this role open? It's so important to understand why this vacancy is present. Is the company expanding and they're looking to capitalize on a new market? Did the previous employee quit or were they laid off? It's critical to understand why the company decided to open this role in the first place, because that context can tell you a lot about where the company is at and where they're headed in the future and whether or not this is a good investment for you. The fourth question is, who would not be a good fit at this company? So many job seekers are focused on finding the right fit, who would be a good fit. But flipping the script can actually give you a lot of insights as well. This question pushes the interviewer to think of traits that wouldn't fit with their culture and share them. And that can give you a heck of a lot of insight. And it's not a framing that the interviewer is used to getting. So sometimes you can get some new information that you wouldn't have gotten if you just asked the traditional question of who's a good fit for this role. The fifth question is, what goals has your manager set for you over the next six months and how can this hire help you achieve them? So everybody wants to look good in front of their manager, including the person that you would be rolling up to. So showing that person that you understand this and that you'll prioritize things that will help them look good in front of their manager is going to make a strong impression. Every single hiring manager wants to have people on their team who are working to help make them look good to their boss. And if you prove that you're one of those people, if you show that you understand this, you're just going to be more likely to get hired. The sixth question is, how many people in this role have been promoted to more senior internal positions? One of the most important factors in accepting a new role is growth trajectory internally at the company. 
it's so important to understand how this company views upskilling and up-leveling. When a new role is open, do they typically look internally first? Do they want to hire from within? Or do they typically look externally and bring somebody in from the outside? This is critical to know because if they focus on external first, it can be a little bit harder for you to make the leaps and bounds that you are looking to make at this company. And you might have to plan around going somewhere else if you want to make that vertical leap. And then you have to decide whether or not that's something that you want to accept at this point in time. But either way, this question gets you to the root of that answer so that you have all the information that you need to make a smart decision. The seventh question is, can you tell me about a time when someone was encouraged to step outside the confines of their job description? So this question is a two for one deal. First, we understand how rigid this company is about their roles and their job descriptions. Some companies only have their employees stick to their exact job description. There is no room for stretch projects or stepping outside of that box. And that's neither good nor bad, but it's something that you should consider for your personal situation. Second, for the companies that do have people step outside the confines of the job description, that can happen in positive or negative ways. A positive way might be somebody taking on a stretch project that they want to help them grow and the company encouraging that. That's awesome. But sometimes that means the company is forcing employees to do extra unnecessary work that they're not getting paid for. And it's also great to know when that's happening. Asking this question is going to help you get all the information that you need to understand how this company treats the confines and scope of each of their roles, as well as the growth of their employees. The eighth question is, can you walk me through the roadmap and projections for the next 12 months? Accepting a job is one of the biggest decisions that you'll make in your life, but so many of us just do it without asking the company how well they're doing. The company sat here and asked us everything about us. What's your salary range? Tell me about your experience. Tell me about yourself. What's your education look like? Blah, 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 blah. We need to do the same for them. We need them to tell us what the roadmap looks like. How are their numbers? Are they healthy? What do their finances look like? Obviously, we want to do this in a way that doesn't annoy the company and doesn't push our luck, but it is still perfectly reasonable for us to ask where the company is going over the next year and whether or not they're in good shape. Great employers will provide those numbers. They will provide this information. Employers that are having some issues, they will likely skirt this question or find ways to dance around it or get defensive. And that should tell you everything that you need to know about this company that you might be making a decision to work at. And the ninth and final question isn't necessarily a specific question about the job interview, but it is a tactic that I want you to leverage. And that is to not be afraid to ask the interviewer if they'd be willing to answer more questions after the interview. With the way interviews are structured, the vast majority of the time is you answering questions that the interviewer asks you. And there's only usually five to 10 minutes at the very end where you get to ask these questions. And that doesn't really leave enough time for you to get all the information that you need. So if you don't get all that information, don't be afraid to say to the interviewer, hey, I really enjoyed our conversation. I want to be respectful of your time. I know we're coming up at the end of our our slot here. Would it be all right if I emailed you with a couple of more questions that I just had about the team and the company, et cetera, et cetera? Most interviewers are going to say yes, no problem. And the cool part about that is you actually just get their email so that you can send them a thank you note directly after the interview. You can ask your questions and you can get the information that you need. So if you take these questions and you leverage them in your next interview, not only are you going to stand out from the competition, but you are going to come across as much more knowledgeable and as much more thoughtful, and that is going to help you win more job offers. But 
If you wanna to get to the point where you're asking questions at the end of interviews, you need to start landing interviews. And if you need a little help with that, I'm hosting a free masterclass called How to Land Your Dream Job in 10 Weeks Without Applying Online. It's totally free to register and I'm gonna break down my entire job search system step-by-step step so you have the complete blueprint and the actions that you need to take to land your dream job in 2023 without applying online. You can grab your free seat at cultivatedculture.com forward slash masterclass. The link is down below in the show notes. So hopefully we'll see you there, but either way, we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.